Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back, everybody. Full show today on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us. Scott Watkins about to join us from the uh, Sun Herald on the coast. Uh, Will East from Super Talk Mississippi on the show later. And Noah Frary. Uh, Kelly found this guy, Frary and Smith Podcast. Uh, which covers Sunbelt Sports, so we're looking forward to all of that. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a great place to go this weekend with your family for a wonderful meal. Dickie's is open every day, and uh, they can cater any event. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Officially, fall sports underway today as uh, Ladies Soccer plays a match tonight at 6 p.m. against Pearl River Community College, so I guess it is officially here. Scott Watkins from the... Biloxi Sun Herald. The fall is right around the corner. I told my wife last night, sitting on the back porch, you can begin to see a little bit and feel just a little bit of fall, looking up in the trees and what have you. So, Sunbelt football, Scott, not uh, not far off on the horizon. No, and I I wish that it would start to actually feel like fall. Yeah. I'm still very hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't mean during the day. It feels like fall. That's for sure. All right, uh, we're just a few weeks away now. Southern Miss uh, camp underway. Uh, we've talked a lot about this. The Golden Eagles picked to finish, I think, third or fourth in the West. And uh, we had an interview yesterday with the uh, Troy head coach who uh, indicated who, who they're, they're favored to win the West. And he was pretty humble about it. But uh, I, I guess, uh, are you on that Troy bandwagon, Scott? Not this year. That's for sure. I, I think they're going to drop a little bit. But most importantly, I think South Alabama is going to step up quiet a bit. Um, the thing about Troy that was really weird last year, I can't say that I've seen a Sunbelt champion that was quite as bad as they were on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were tied 13th, I think, in team yards per carry, and they were the only Sunbelt school to give up 40 sacks. They gave up 46. Uh, they were very bad, and they lose their top two offensive linemen. So it's it's going to be quite the rebuild on that side of the ball. I, I'm not huge on them this year. Has anything changed in regard to Southern Miss that uh, makes you think they can challenge for that uh, division title? I think they're going to be more competitive. You know, I think you know they're a lot they're a lot older and a lot more experienced in a lot of ways. Um, the, the big thing is quarterback. It's kind of like last year is that with that position is still such an unknown, and it's so hard to predict what's really going to happen uh, when you don't know what you have. It's, that position in an offense that Will Hall calls a quarterback-centric offense. You just have no idea what you're going to get out of that position. So it's, it's definitely tough to say, and it's tough for me to really put anybody above that Mobile team. 
So it's I, I think that Southern Miss can challenge in a way. Uh, I think that it could push for, for second place uh, over Troy, but I'm not sure if it's all the way there yet this year. I, I'm with you, Scott. I think Luke uh, put his tally in the Troy column. And if I misspoke, Luke, let me know. But, uh, but I said South Al, and now Scott's in the South Al column. But, Scott, we can come back to Southern Miss in a minute. I want to talk to you about football, high school football, for just a second. You've got a lot of teams down there on the coast. The, so much has been made of these MHSAA rules now, particularly where the heat is involved, where practices have to be limited if it gets to be a certain temperature. They, they have to have so many breaks. But yet... Come game time, if it's those temperatures, it's it's okay to play, which seems completely contrarian. But what's been the feedback from the high school coaches on the coast about all these temperature and rule changes and whatnot regarding practice? Uh, you know, they I've kind of got the same thing from all of them. They just want to play football. They really don't see it. They all practice in the evening, and then, you know, it, it's hot. It's hot regardless when you go out there. Uh, what they do is they put all of their focus in – Water breaks, ice baths, a very strict acclimation periods. Um, they, I think, they prefer the seven o'clock start times over seven thirty because there's, you're talking about a one to three degree temperature difference. It's really not huge when you put on those pads. Uh, they are very focused on the football aspect. You know, they they want to. They are doing everything they can to ensure the safety of their players. But other than that, it's it's they're not too worried about it. Will East is going to join us a little bit later on, and he's he's our eye in the sky, so to speak, for Super Talk in the Jackson area, but what what teams on, on the high school level are going to be pretty good on the coast, just uh, taking a, a broad painting with a broad brush there, Scott, on the coast, do you think? Yeah, Picayune. Picayune will be very good. Uh, they uh, 5A to 6A, does not matter. They're going to be very good. They'll probably be uh, deep in the playoffs once again. Uh, they do lose Dante Dowdell, but they've got two running backs with multiple Power 5 offers. They've got uh, several guys in the front seven that are holding Oregon type offers as well. Uh, they're just last couple of years. I think uh, most eyes will be on Gulfport after that. Uh, pretty surprising coaching change, Blake leaving Ocean Springs for Gulfport, and uh, the, so that that's going to be really fun to watch between those two teams. Ocean Springs, of course, they've won that district the last couple of years. And uh, now Gulfport is looking very, very strong this year. So I think it's going to be a very fun season on the coast, and, and it won't just be a picky Picayune type season. I think we'll see a lot of stuff going on. Luke, Scott, back to Southern Miss. Um, this was kind of concerning yesterday, and and uh, I didn't hear it in the in the post game or the post practice pressure till after we got off an air. But apparently, Avery Hobbs has some type of medical condition, and. You know, Dan O'Brien said that you know losing a guy like that, uh, and, and and obviously we don't know what the condition is, but it did not seem like Hobbes is is out like short term. I mean, this seemed like to be pretty pretty significant, and and uh, that's tough. I mean, I think you put Hobbes at your number one in uh, you know in the Sun Belt at that at that Jack position. Yeah. Yeah, when uh, listening to Dan O'Brien talk about it, it definitely sounded a little bit, I don't want to say the word severe, but more concerning than the way that Will Hall was putting it. Uh, so I have no idea, of course, what's going on there. But that is that is definitely something to watch. But it kind of goes back to what we're talking about, Southern Miss being older and more experienced. Uh, that first practice, Will Hall said if this was year one, they were going to have to start somebody at the Jack that would not have been able to start at Jeff Davis County, as he put it. 
Idaho, but they have several real college football players, as you also put it, that they can put out there now, including Jaleel Clemens, who looked pretty good in spots last season. So it definitely hurts to not have Avery again, uh, but, you know, didn't have him a lot of last year either and was still very, very productive at the outside line, at the linebacker position. So I wish all the best for Avery Havas. I, you know, hope he's doing all right. Um, but I think that Southern Miss is well-positioned from a personnel standpoint to withstand it. But behind those linebackers, you know, the secondary, which is going to be unique this year because Will has said it's basically the same defense except there may be a little nuance on on uh, in the secondary, and that's where O'Brien is coached. And so you you lose three or your four dudes back there, but, I mean, Lawrence has, has really come up. Daniels is going to be there, you know, McNeil – Caraway, uh, tolls from from North Mississippi. It seems like there's just going to be there's there's not going to be a drop off as as would happen in normal years in the secondary. No, I think there's a lot of talent back there still. I think it's just inexperienced. Uh, they're going to have to learn quick, but I think they're definitely good enough to uh, keep Southern Miss pretty respectable. In the sounds like Dylan, that's what I'm getting out of camp and out of spring. All right, Scott, truth is, uh, yeah, I almost hate to say this, but the truth is the way the schedule stacks up, Golden Eagles will have a game to start out the season. We'll give them an opportunity to play a bunch of kids at different positions, and if you got to get a guy to replace Harvest, give you an opportunity to see him on the field, the quarterbacks, et cetera. Uh, opening game, kind of a dress rehearsal for second week of the season for the Golden Eagles? All right, I think we may have lost the cell signal down on the Gulf Coast. Uh, you there, Scott? Yeah, you guys keep kind of blinking out on me a little bit. Oh, yeah. Hey, no problem. Real quick, a minute left. Uh, opening game against uh, Alcorn. Practice game, kind of a dress rehearsal to see if you have to replace a Havis, who's going to play quarterback. Uh, that what you think the Golden Eagles will use that game for? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I'm hoping we'll see both quarterbacks. I'm hoping. The uh, back, um, really, Dylan Lawrence at uh, where Malik Shorts was playing last year. Uh, he he sounds like he's going to be very fun to watch. And that's why you schedule those kind of games, make a little money, and get a dress rehearsal for the start of the real year. Correct? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. All right. Well, Scott, we appreciate you, man, very much. Sorry about the cell phone problem, but uh, we'll be checking back in with you real soon. We always appreciate your insight. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Scott Watkins, everybody, from uh, the Sun-Herald on the beautiful Mississippi Gulf Coast. And they've, they've been pretty consistent over the years, haven't they, the Sun-Herald and their coverage of Southern Miss Athletics. Yes, no question about it. Eagle Hour will continue in just a moment. Stay with us.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at Campus Bookmark. They're in the bright yellow building right across from the main entrance to the campus on Hardy Street. This It's the one-stop shop for all of your Southern Miss swag, especially going into football season. All different colors of shirts and T-shirts polo shirts, everything that you need, including housewares. Everything with a Southern Miss logo on it is right there at Campus Bookmart 24-7 on the web at campusbookmart.net. Joining us now on the phone is our, our good friend Noah Frary, who is a co-host of the Frary Smith podcast. They talk nothing but Sunbelt football. A lot of podcasts focus strictly on individual teams, but the Frary and Smith podcast, everything sunbelt all the time noah we welcome you and let's let's talk a little bit about the western division of which uh southern miss is a member and at media days last week in new orleans uh, you you were talking about it and have said that that you legitimately think that southern miss is a dark horse candidate in that western division when south al and troy were getting most of the headlines yeah, guys, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to, you know, talking, uh, some Sunbelt football as always. But to your point, uh, yeah, I think that that is a fair assessment of this Southern Miss team. You know, the more and more I look at this team, you've got the standout player running back coming back. You've got, you know, Jacarius Caston, Ty Bims at wide receiver. I think that offensive line is going to be stellar once again this year. You know, defense, could they take a step back? Possibly, but there's a lot of really nice-looking pieces there. I think that defensive line is going to be strong. And, um, you know, I really love the the off-season hire kind of staying internal with Dan O'Brien, so I don't think much is going to change. And I've gone on record, my co-host Caden Smith uh, has gone on record with saying that Southern Miss, they feel like they're a quarterback away uh, I, You know, you guys know as well as I do that that has been the story over the last couple of years. Um, but, you know, it sounds like Billy Wiles or Holman Edwards is going to be the guy this year. And if they can, you know, provide better than passable quarterback play, uh, this Southern Miss team could make some noise in the West. I think the only thing in my mind that maybe holds Southern Miss back a little bit is this schedule is extremely challenging. The placement of some of these non-conference games makes it hard for maybe Southern Miss to really build some momentum during this season. Well, Noah, you're going to get you're going to get to ask him firsthand because Will Hall will be your guest next Wednesday on the Ferry and Smith podcast. Yeah, and you know, we're really looking forward to that conversation, you know, just kind of hearing about that quarterback battle. I've heard that it is down to Holman Edwards and Billy Wiles that maybe you know, there's some members on the coaching staff that wanted to be Billy Wiles. There's some that want Holman Edwards in that spot. Um, you know, both of them come from, from great programs. Edwards comes from, you know, the Ed Houston program that's now in the Big 12. Uh, and obviously Billy Wiles comes from Clemson, both with limited playing experience. But again, if this Southern Miss team can find an answer at quarterback, you look at the weapons that they have back on offense, suddenly this is a team that becomes in the conversation to compete for a, a conference championship. I mean, you look at Troy, you look at South Alabama, those two units I think are pretty loaded, maybe South Alabama a little bit more so than Troy. Um, but could Southern Miss sneak in here and cause some havoc? And I think to me the answer currently is yes. You don't know when you, you cover the Sun Belt, so kind of reflect back, this will be year two, but it seems to me that when you bring, from a football standpoint, you bring Southern Miss and Marshall into your conference, you've really upgraded the – your football uh, programs, much like uh, when you brought in 
Southern Miss in baseball, I think it's fair to say that that certainly amped up uh, the baseball league a lot. But uh, Marshall and Southern Miss, I see as the two schools that really, I think, bring the immediate upgrade to the Sun Belt. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. I think you could probably throw James Madison in there. They've got you know a, a fun fan base similar to that Southern Miss fan base that you guys get to interact with. Um, they come in with a big budget and great facilities, but. You know, I think the the word that I heard used, we're, we're working on a special 100th episode for the Ferrarian Smith podcast, and we actually had ESPN's Marty Smith on uh, the show. That's going to air next week. But he talked about the brands that got brought into the Sun Belt. And Southern Miss, you know, with all of their history, the NFL draft picks, um, you know, certainly is one of those brands. I look at that Marshall team you mentioned, and very similar. So no longer is the, you know, is the Sun Belt maybe – looking at subpar brands in Idaho and New Mexico State, they are bringing in brands that have huge fan bases, huge followings, and you combine that with the regional rivalry aspect that I actually just posted on Twitter a few moments ago about um, this is a league that's on the rise, and I think that it is a league that maybe unlike some of the other leagues that we're seeing uh, forming in college football that fans can get behind that they can travel to these football games and really support their teams, and I think that's great for everyone. Yeah, well, I know from the Southern Miss fan perspective, they there could not be more joy uh, about being in the Sun Belt and, and having left Conference USA. Uh, we, we believe it's just been an instant upgrade overall to all of our athletics uh, here in Hattiesburg. Uh, Luke, get in here with Noah Freire. No, I want to talk about the East for a minute because just from from our perspective, you know, we don't we don't talk as much about the the East. Uh, I thought it was interesting, you know, the, the East is really bunched up in this preseason coaches poll. James Madison won, App State two, Coastal Carolina three, Marshall four. Coastal fell a little bit. You know, Chadwell goes to Liberty. You still got Grayson McCall. But, it, you know, it seems as if that that is a a wide open race to the top. But just kind of your your uh, take on why James Madison may have been first in the coaches poll and, and Marshall fourth. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like there was a respect factor there. Um, last year, James Madison, their first year in the league, they're picked sixth in the coaches' poll, and they go on to tie for the East Division title. Um, so I think there was a respect factor there. It was interesting at Media Days talking to some of the James Madison contingent. I heard words like surprise being thrown out that they were picked number one because when you're a football team and you don't bring back a starting quarterback, you lose your top wide receiver, you lose your top running back, like, yes, you can have great depth behind that, um, but it's hard to, to put them at the zenith uh, of a division. So I think there was some surprise there. But James Madison certainly proved us all wrong last year. They proved, um, you know, that you should not bet against the Dukes. And, um, you know, I would expect much the same this year. But to your point, I look at that Sunbelt East, and it is wide open. I mean, you mentioned Marshall uh, fourth, even Georgia Southern fifth. Like, don't be surprised to see Georgia Southern with eight, nine wins this season yeah. with that offense uh, and, and, you know, maybe some defensive improvements. So, to me right now, you look at that East, I think App State has to be considered in that title conversation. Are they as good as maybe they were? I can't really say that. It's going to hinge on the quarterback position. But Coastal, JMU, Marshall, Georgia Southern – uh, that's a loaded East, and my only fear is that those teams could beat up on each other during the regular season, which maybe hurts the Sun Belt in the long run, but it's certainly going to be a lot of fun. We, uh, we're we pulling for the Dukes September 16th and September 30th because uh, they play Troy and, and South Alabama, and, and the Dukes can help some teams in the West. One more question for me. What's Coastal going to look like um, with the same quarterback, completely different coaching staff? 
You know, I am bullish on what Coastal Carolina is going to look like this year. A lot of people are expecting maybe a drop-off with Jamie Chadwell leaving, but you look at that offense, they bring back Grayson McCall, the three-time conference player of the year. You're bringing back what is arguably the top wide receiver room in the conference with Sam Pinckney, Jared Brown, and Tyson Mobley, who kind of is an underrated guy. Um you bring back four running backs. So offensively, I think they're going to be really good. And once again, I even think they could be better than maybe they've been in the past because of the system. Um, but I think defensively, that's where we kind of all have a question right now. They clearly proved that they were not great defensively last year. They've got 20 new bodies. We talked to Tim Beck the other day on that defensive side of the football. I can tell you that strength and conditioning was a major focus this offseason, getting these guys bigger, stronger, faster. So I'm not too down on Coastal Carolina. I certainly think that they can continue to make noise. And, you know, they do play a pretty weak schedule this year, so I think that there is an opportunity for Coastal Carolina to once again be one of those top two or three teams in the Sun Belt East. All right, Noah, just a few seconds left. Tell us a little bit about your podcast, how people can find you and your partner. Yeah, me and my partner, Caden Smith, we started the Prairie and Smith podcast uh, roughly a year ago. At this point, you can find it on Apple and Spotify, Prairie and Smith, as well as on Twitter at Prairie and Smith. Uh, we cover Sunbelt football. We have uh, weekend recaps, previews weekly during the regular season. Uh, we'll be talking with Sunbelt student-athletes as well. And right now we're going through a series talking with all 14 Sunbelt uh, head coaches so it's been a lot of fun interacting with the fan base and certainly looking forward to seeing that continuing uh, to grow in the future. All right, Noah, we really appreciate you uh, jumping on board here on the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and I'm sure as the season uh, gets underway, we'll be talking to you again if you're willing to come on. Yeah, I'd love to, guys. This has been a blast. Good luck to uh, the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, and uh, certainly look forward to football starting up in about four weeks. All right, Noah, thank you very much. Still to come on the Super Talk Eagle Hour, Will East, Program Director for Super Talk Media and co-host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard Show will be on us. But before we get to that, looking for a golf cart? You can get a new Icon cart from the Noel Daniels Motor Company. Get it delivered anywhere in the state of Mississippi for just $99. They carry electric vehicles for all your needs on the golf course. The farmer, the neighborhood, remember they'll deliver it to you right here in Hattiesburg or wherever you hear the Eagle Hour for just $99. They always have a great inventory, always give you the best deal. Regardless, just tell your phone, take me to the Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon, or you can shop them online at noeldaniels.com. Eagle Hour continues right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, I want to thank Scott Watkins from the Biloxi Sun Herald for joining us. Also, Noah Frary from the Ferry and Smith Sunbelt Football Podcast. Interesting conversations uh, with both of those guys. More Sunbelt football, of course, next week. We're going to have Raging Cajun head coach Michael DeZormo on the show, along with Louisiana Monroe head coach Terry Bowden. 
Looking forward to that. It's Kelly's week to go to practice. I had that hot experience this week. Kelly will be bringing us uh, interviews from uh, fall camp uh, next week with a number of Golden Eagle football players as well. Right now, we're happy to have Will East on the show. He's the program director for Super Talk Media, good buddy of ours up in Jackson, also the co-host of the of the very famous and uh, I think traditional Super Talk High School scoreboard show uh, every Friday night at ten o'clock. Starting Will on August the twenty fifth, and that's when football kicks off. We had a sports reporter from the coast tell us earlier in the show the two big teams to watch on the coast: Picayune and Gulfport. You could give us your view of that and also kind of quick review of who you think the top high school teams in the state will be this year. You know, it's interesting on the coast because the, the larger schools, now 7A, uh, you know, the past couple of years it's been 6A, have struggled. Ocean Springs had a uh, one of the you know best high school quarterbacks in, a, in quite a while and still could not break through to a South State title game. Um that's Bray Hubbard, at, who was at Ocean Springs. So now he's gone. He's gone off to Alabama. So that has kind of opened up things for the big schools down there. Can a big school on the coast make it to the South State title game? Gulfport's in a good position. By the way, our uh, sister station, WOSM on the coast, is uh, – I'm sorry, not uh, OSM. Our sister station, Bob FM, down there on the coast, is going to be carrying Gulfport this year. So we're very excited about that. But in 5A, they've been dominant. The coast has been dominant. Picayune, two years in a row now, they've won a state championship. They're going to be the big dog coming in again. Uh, They're bringing back this incredible running back who also plays defensive back and does a lot of other things. I think he even punted the ball a couple of times, and that's Chris Davis, just an explosive player for Picayune. So it's been kind of hit and miss on the coast for some of these teams. This 7A thing is going to be very interesting, guys. You're gonna, in my opinion, I could be completely wrong, but I think you're going to see a lot more parity. You're not going to have three automatic wins on your region schedule like you maybe had in the past. You're not even going to have maybe two automatic wins. I'm looking at region two of 7A, and it is as stacked as you could possibly get. It's got Clinton, Germantown, Madison Central, Starkville, Tupelo. There's a couple state championships in there the past five or six years. You know, one of those teams is going to be left at home and not going to make the playoffs. It, that is just incredibly stacked. And the same thing goes for uh, Region 3 of 7A, where you have, you know, Brandon and Oak Grove and Pearl and Petal and uh, Northwest Rankin, who's gotten better over the years. So I think you're going to see a lot more parity in seven at this new classification of 7A. And the same goes for 6A, 5A, on down to the smaller classifications um, because you're going to have more competition. I mean, I'm looking at at Region 2 of 6A is just, again, stacked. You've got Neshoba Central, Ridgeland, Vicksburg, Warren Central is joining up with Vicksburg. The red carpet rivalry game is going to be a regional game once again. I think it's been many, many years since that's happened, and Vicksburg has been a lot better the past couple of years. They've had maybe the best defense in the entire state the past two years. You've got Ridgeland in that same region, Region uh, 2 of 6A, who's had maybe one of the best offenses. Neshoba Central's been very good. So I see a lot of parity uh, with this new classification being being added. And I think that 
I don't know about you guys, but I think that's a really, really good thing. One of the teams I'm going to be interested in watching this year, Will, is Meridian, because Meridian has always had terrific athletes, but now you've got Marcus Boyles, who's came out of, who has come out of retirement, and he has won everywhere he's been, and the last thing he ever needs is great athletes. <laughs> So, you know, Meridian, I think, is going to be a completely different team this year. And I think that I think Meridian is in there with Oak Grove and Brandon and, and Pearl and that bunch. They are. And, you know, Meridian was one of the traditional powerhouses. Right. It's been really the past probably eight years, I would say, uh, really started to struggle. Uh, I, I'm thinking about 2021 where they finished the season, I think, one in five, something like that. Last year, uh, 2022, they got a little bit better towards the end, had a couple uh, region wins in there against Terry and Pedal and some others, had a close game against Warren Central at the end of the year at Warren Central, which is one of the most difficult places to play in the entire state. So, yeah, I, th- I think Meridian has an opportunity. The negative for Meridian, though, is they, they're still going to have to play Brandon and Oak Grove and you know some of these other really, really good teams who have done so well the past couple of years. Look, get in here with Will. State, they, you know, Northeast Jones stays at 4A. Laurel moves into uh, the, the southern region with Wayne County. South Jones is basically the only team yeah. west of, or uh, I'm sorry, east of like Highway 49 that's in this. But West Jones goes to 6A, and uh, – I just, I just find it really intriguing how uh, West Jones and Laurel will start the season. Jug game's second. Um, mm-hmm. And and West Jones, though, um, particularly, I mean, this is uncharted waters you know, for them. But I do think kind of your point with, with 7A, there will be some of that, though, may actually create a little less parity in 6A possibly. Now, because it seems as if – you you've got um, you know teams you've you've got a couple really good teams uh, the the middle's a little less and then the bottom you know you've got two or three the the find not so good but it's going to be interesting. Well, look at look at uh, region f- um, four of six A where where Picayune is. I mean, in that no offense against these teams, but in that region you've got George County, Hancock, Long Beach, Pascagoula, and West Harrison. Of those teams, you know, maybe Pascagoula has been the the most competitive of those teams against. But we're talking about against Picky, and then you're right in in that region three. I mean, it's really West Jones. I mean, um, Hattiesburg has struggled what a couple of years in a row now. It seems like. Um, so yeah, Pearl River yeah, Central, but but that's it. That's it in that. Yeah. Region. Yeah. So you do have. You're right. There there are some regions where the the big dog. Uh, will eat and is very uh, prominent, and it's 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 pretty clear. It, it, this year, I'm so excited uh, because in the smaller schools, one of the the big moves that I noticed was that Scott Central, you know, was it two time defending state champ? I think they've been no, it's more than that. It's uh, like three years in a row. They've won like. I can't off the top of my head. They've won like five out of the last seven years, or five out of the last six years, something like that. And then Bay Springs are not only in the same classification; they're in the same region now. Yeah. And that was one of the best games from last year, if memory serves me correctly. That that uh, that one A and two A. Some of those teams could compete in in three A and four A. Hey, I mentioned this to guys off off area. They had a little drama in private schools this week, and there's some big time yeah. consequences going down. This was 
was pretty big. So Hartfield Academy, which has been one of the better academy schools it's in the Jackson metro area, it's located out in Flowood, uh, not too far down the road from me, and they got caught for tampering, basically recruiting players. And that's a no-no. You can't do that. And beyond that, you also they also had video of these coaches apparently doing the recruiting during a basketball game. Okay? Coaches were clear. This is from the press release. Uh, in particular, Hartfield coaches were clearly seen on video addressing multiple parents and a student from St. Joe, that's St. Joe Madison, in the visitor stands in the upper deck of the gym during a basketball game played at Hartfield. So the, the consequences of this is they get a $7,500 fine. Uh, those two coaches who were caught will not be able to coach in games. They can coach at practices, but they can't coach in game. But the biggest consequence is they have eliminated Hartfield from the playoffs. They will be ineligible for uh, Mississippi A- uh, AIS Class 6 save football playoffs this year. This is a huge strike. It's something that, you know, every year seems to be rumored that's going on, This, especially in the, in the private and academy schools. Well, this time they got caught on video, and it was pretty evident, apparently, that uh, that it was happening. And so that, that is a, that's a huge I, – I can't remember the last time a school was suspended from the playoffs. I've just memory – going back in my, my old memory bank, I just can't remember that happening. Maybe it has, and I'm, I missed it, but that that's a pretty severe penalty, guys. Well, there was a time that we heard that, that the Simpson – or the McGee and Mendenhall were going to consolidate. I've heard that rumor, and maybe that's going to happen on down the road. Uh, whenever that gets brought up, I, I always hear that, you know, it's going to happen one day, but we don't know when. So, it, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, it could, it, it could happen, you know, in a year or two, but we really don't know when. And that's the last I've heard of it, is that it, it, it probably is going to happen, but they don't have a timetable. All right, well, we really appreciate you joining us today. Look forward to having you on the show every week starting August the 25th. Thanks, my friend. Yes, sir. Will East, everybody, program director for Super Talk Media, co-host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard Show. Iconic radio show, really, in Mississippi. And and the award-winning journalists that they have that call in. Yes, yes. From the small towns all across. Hey, hey, don't make fun of us. No. (laughs) I think it's great. That's what makes it unique. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate Willie's joining us on this Friday. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, hot outside, but it is uh, cool if you need to work inside at DBAT and D1 Training. Great facilities, instruction, pro shop, all there. 70-yard indoor running facility. DBATHattiesburg.com, and they're on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. A couple news and notes. The reason I brought up the the Hartfield and let Will talk about that. Southern Miss actually has uh, it's it's our highest rated commit right now. Rivals has Christopher Jones as a four star linebacker, and uh, he's at Hartfield uh, Academy. And so yeah, this disqualified uh, that that team is from competing um in the postseason. A couple news and notes. 
women's volleyball. We talked to Coach Hazelwood last week uh, about this and the schedule released. Lady Eagles start with four tournaments um, in different places. They start their very first of uh, an inter-squad scrimmage on August 19th, and then they take on Rice out in Houston on August 25th, and then they will take on Houston and, and USC, that's Southern Cal, um, in, in Houston. They'll then travel to uh, Nacogdoches, Texas. Right, Kelly? Nac- that's right. Nacogdoches is in Louisiana. Correct. Nacogdoches is in Texas. Uh, starting in early September, they'll host the Golden Eagle Classic and then go up to Memphis for the Bill Street Challenge in mid-September. And like every other sport, guys, guess who we open conference play with on September 21st? Well, Kelnack has the envelope to his – I'll bet he opens up the envelope and it says South Alabama. That's right. So Lady Eagles um, face in, in uh, what, eight different matches, I think, they face – uh, the same, they play eight different Sun, uh, Sunbelt teams, starting with South Alabama and then Troy, ULM, Texas State, Arkansas State, Georgia State, Louisiana, and Old Dominion. And, and Bob, um, you were out that day, but, but Jenny feels real good about this team, Kelly. Um, like extraordinary good. Thinks they can do some special things. Yeah. And I've, I've got to, I've got to meet about half of the young ladies on this team and man, are they tall. These are, these are. <laughs> Wonder why, Kelly. Well, no, I know, but, but I mean, really tall. Normally, Mia Wesley back, and she's going to be a force. Um, so excited yeah. to to see these these teams compete. Yeah, you normally you normally think girls are tall at five eight or five nine, but I'm talking a lot of these girls are you know six two, big big girls. Last night I watched some of it. Hall of Fame game from Canton. Jason Brownlee targeted five times. I saw his two catches inside uh, the twenty five. He got two quick uh, slants, uh, two catches for for seventeen yards and. You know, I, I do think he's going to have a great chance to, to not only make this team, but but to contribute. Uh, he's put on some weight, hasn't he? Well, he's still at two, around 200 pounds. Is he? Cause May I, have been five, five pounds or so. He was around, he's like one, 195, 205 when he was at USM. Of course, I but, guess when you're playing at that league, you better, you, you better be, you know, a little bit more sturdy because, I mean, they're absolutely. knocking you around up there. But, uh, Bob did mention it to start off the show, and, and last thing with news and notes, uh, happy beginning of the athletic calendar year today. Uh, Southern Miss Soccer, Coach Mo, they go down the road, take on Pearl River, 6 p.m. tonight. Of course, that's a, an exhibition, but it begins today, guys. It's here. Athletic uh, season, calendar year is here. Right, and I guess uh, with the uh, Hall of Fame game last night, who won that, by the way? Does anyone... Browns won it. 21 to 16. I got you. So next weekend, I guess, we'll see regular preseason NFL football starting. Is that right? Well, they only they only play, what, uh, three games this year? So, yeah, it's just three. Yeah, so pro- they'll probably wait a little bit uh, longer. Is the season open on Labor Day weekend? Uh, no, the one after that. Oh, okay. So, All right. All right, well. Yeah, I think Thursday night, the 7th of September. There are September. some games – there are some games uh, next week, so we have to wait another week. Next Thursday night, Texas and uh, Texans and Patriots, Vikings and Seahawks. Bengals open up Friday the 11th, and then the most important team um, on this broadcast, we all know who that is, Sunday, August the 13th, the Chiefs against the Saints, Bob. Who do the Bengals open up against? I they feel, open with... I feel the Rams, maybe? The Packers. Oh, huh? the Packers. I feel sorry for the Packers. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Although although we got we got players going down, Charlie Jones, our rookie wide receiver out of Purdue, the speed he's already hurt. 
I mean, we're dropping like flies. It's you know, it's the Bengal way, Kelly. Yeah, we just, is it all the skyline chili they eat up there? Uh, I, just a the gray cloud that seems to follow us everywhere. Follows you around like a just a bad like storm. Pig on pen the on Charlie Brown on the Peanuts cartoon. I got, you, I got you. All right, so Kelly will be at practice uh, next Tuesday, I guess, and uh, be bringing you lots of uh, player interviews. Got two good coach interviews lined up. We got coaches, uh, Sander. All the way just about to the opening of football season. Yeah, Terry Bowden, I was interested in uh, that interview will air next Tuesday. And he was say, he loves the transfer portal. He's the only coach that I've talked to that, that, that likes the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. But his last name is Bowden. Mm-hmm. You know? so, he needs players at Monroe. That's what he's saying. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying when you have a last name like Bowden, t- yeah. players tend to take your phone call. There you know. You Hey, before we leave, I want to remind you about Mobe Beignet Company. It'd be a great weekend to go by there and have a beignet. Michael's calling me again. From Michael Halloween. Myers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, be a great weekend to have a beignet and a wonderful. Get you an iced coffee. I, I may suggest that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and enjoy a beignet. And uh, tell Morgan down there that we all said hello from the Eagle. <laughs> Michael just follows me around everywhere. You better answer his uh, call. Until Bob. next time, Southern Miss <laughs> to, to the, the top. top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.